0: Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Hi Karen and thank you for joining us tonight on Kakalaki. Thanks for having me. It's great to connect. Now I saw you perform a couple of weeks ago at the Port Ferry Folk Festival. How good is it to be performing in front of a live audience again?
1: Oh that is a difficult um, sort of put into words, really, um, it's the best feeling, truly. Um, and to return to a stage like Port Ferry was really something quite um, quite a different experience post-pandemic as well, because everyone has been fundamentally changed, or is changing, or is continued to re- continuing to respond to the world as we know it. So live music itself has become a whole different place um, of connection and, uh, and community.
0: Yes, it certainly has. Now, just a bit of background for the listeners. You're originally from New Zealand.
1: I am from New Zealand. I still call New Zealand home.
0: (laughs) As Australia has done with so many other things that we've claimed from New Zealand as being our own.
1: Uh, I've definitely claimed Australia as being my own as well, so I feel really greedy. (laughs) (laughs) I've got got two really, really beautiful home countries now, Um, so I'm the lucky one.
0: Well, that's good. And now, congratulations on your album, Water, which you released last year. It's a it's a wonderful album, from the opening track, Atlantis, to the foot stomping, Out on the Porch, to the closing track, Fifteen. It takes you on a, an amazing journey. And the biggest thing I got from seeing you perform at Folk, Port Fairy Folk Festival and listening to the album again since then is that this is your story. You've lived these songs.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Word for word.
0: Your life experiences have left an impact on you and then you're you're able to put them into song
1: yeah i've i've just i'm i am living continuing to live a very um <laughs> a very colorful life um a lot's happened in a short amount of time, and I always knew that my lessons and these large life experiences were going to be my transformative art and my offering and how I connect with the world and um Water was a particular album in terms of personal narratives and, and a story that had taken me quite some time to be able to formulate and put into words. So um, whilst I do often sing and, and play and um, share a very personal narrative, I feel like Water was um, even even deeper <laughs> than what I've done before in the past. So... It even took me by surprise when I heard it back, and I suddenly realised just how personal I made a record. And then I was about to year out the whole, whole world.
0: I think I think it makes for a really honest, uh, an honest album, and it, that certainly comes through in a lot of the tracks.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure to make, and um, it feels good to be free.
0: Now the album opens with uh, your magnificent, attention-grabbing vibrato. Uh, And you describe Atlantis as a love song. And it was written after returning to Melbourne after a Canadian tour.
1: Yes, it was. I was really inspired by the song, Pocahontas, before I left for Canada. Um, And then I spent seven weeks on my very first tour there. And I came back just loaded with the enormity um, of what that experience was. And Atlantis was the song that came through.
0: Once again, a very personal song, and uh, I'll encourage listeners to uh, yeah listen to the lyrics. It's um the, yes, it's very moving. Thank you. Out on the porch. Um, I understand that was dedicated to your godfather, who passed away in twenty
1: twenty. Well, it ended up being his song, um, in a way because I you know I, I didn't write it with him in mind, um, but. When he was in his final days, I, I I managed to get home to New Zealand. I went home to New Zealand twice in 2020, the first for a little tour at the start of the year, and the second to get stuck there in a pandemic for eight months. But in that, in that first little break, I got to spend a precious few hours with him. And um, yeah, I, I just thought uh, he, he loves, loved my music and, and what I create and who I am in the world. And I didn't have very much time to share with him any, anything from the new record or or even just yeah it's just those final days of summer and i thought this is just the perfect moment to share this really great heartfelt song and and leave me with this um as my as my final goodbye um and it just left us with these huge grins on our faces and this great joy being from our bodies and it was a moment i'll never forget i really treasure it so it became his song
0: it's um yeah for such a what can be such a, a sad time and a an emotional time, the joy of the song—it it, uh, it puts life and someone's passing in a whole different perspective. And having listened to the song several times myself now, it's—I um, think that's leaving from a place of happiness—is uh, is the way to go.
1: Yeah, it is, and you know, I've worked actually a lot in palliative care, and I've had close people pass away, and I've and I've lived around illness. Um, a lot Um, so for me writing a song that um, puts a bit of power and joy into our end of life experience which we're all destined to (laughs) to experience um, was something really liberating and and, uh, that song just fell out of me Um, there wasn't a word I changed it was almost as if it just came through from somewhere else and laid it out on my behalf
0: and a a personal favourite for me is St Kilda Pier, God Worked in Saint Kilda for nearly ten years, and I don't know of any other songs that even have, have ever been written about Saint Kilda Pier. So,
1: oh well, the Boulevard, of course. Yes. Um, Paul Kelly, um, that promenade, sorry, not Boulevard. Um, he wrote about that, which kind of led me to writing about Saint Kilda Pier. I'm glad you like that one. That's, that's that's a cool song. I actually wrote that in Richmond, so it's a bit of a cheat. But I was living in St Kilda, <laughs> inspired by it, and that's, that's a funny little nugget of info that <laughs> means nothing to nobody. But mm-hmm. I always grin when I think about
0: it. <laughs> no, as I say, I was there for you know working there for ten years, and yeah, it was constantly in my uh, my working life for the for a long time. So yeah, it just sort of oh,
1: you know,
0: sort of resonated for some reasons.
1: Oh, I've got a few buddies in St Kilda who shared that sentiment as well. Um, so that's awesome because it makes me feel like a local there. It's, it's one of my sort of home suburbs I guess in Melbourne as well so um, Boon Country is a very special place
0: Yeah. now your first album was recorded in a bungalow in Footscray and you've recorded this album at the Great Ocean Road which for us here in Colac, is right in our backyard um, how did how did that come about um,
1: it's just magic and fate and the right place at the right time Um we worked together, Fraser Montgomery produced the record with me, and we had been in his studio, which is a really beautiful spot on um, the Wurundjeri country in Collingwood, um, and it just felt like we both needed to shake the walls, um, although his studio is immaculate and perfect, and great records have been created and continue to be created there. Um, for this particular body of work and the personal narrative it in, and what. We were, I guess, formulating in terms of the the types of stories I was going to tell, just led us both to try something a little magic and and rent a house that we hadn't seen before and and just move in and and do it there, um, and capture it in three days and just deliver it from from my heart. Um, so that's how that came to be. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really really special.
0: It must have been a bit of a task to pack up your recording studio and. Uh haul it on down to the the gradation road. Then. Well
1: I tasked Fraser with that and he was good enough to um <laughs> to pack a whole trailer and a whole Jeep load full of stuff. I I've had enough to carry of my own, but mainly I was carrying little trinkets and crystals and magic wands and <laughs> <laughs> I changed I changed the pictures in the house and I moved everything off the mantles and I moved in and, and, and lit the fire and did <laughs> some incense. Um, so they brought all the technical stuff and, yeah. and I decorated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you recorded nine songs in three days. that's a pretty amazing effort.
1: yeah it was really it was really special. It was yeah. just one of those things that that paid off. yeah, um, yeah really did.
0: And you recorded life to tape as well, which is unusual in itself.
1: Oh it was so good. We would have these moments as as uh, the four of us sitting down. Eating dinner together in between, you know, recording or heading down to the ocean to swim it off between, you know, between a take. And we would have these in depth conversations and kind of, uh, because I don't work with Ben and Josh, well, I didn't back then as, as my working band, they were my studio or my, my band for that particular record. I got to share with them my stories almost for the first time. So, I worked with Ben on my first record, Rascal, and I'd worked with Josh for a year, but we'd never really moved into a house together, and I hadn't really had these personal narratives all this time with him. So over dinner and, as I mentioned, between running to the ocean or putting another log on the fire, I, I got to sort of unfold these stories in a beautiful, wholesome way. And then we would walk down into the kitchen and record them. So it really helped me to prepare for delivering the song live um, because it really gave the energy of the story a fresh set of ears to, to fall in love with the story I was telling. And, you know, it just worked. We just hit record and the moon shone bright and we um, we made something special.
0: And it would give them the uh, opportunity to understand what's at the, the core and the essence of the song too.
1: Totally. And that was the most important thing, that Fraser was trying to um, sort of create that environment for that to happen as well. So Fraser and I have known each other for a wee while and as I was sending him these songs, like I wrote so many songs for this record and, you know, the 10 that you hear are the songs that we chose over a year of me sending him this, you know, backlog um, or the whole, you know, the prior four years, three years it was actually, three or four years of just writing. Um, so anyway, as we got down to these 10 songs and, and he knew how to amplify the energy that we needed to put on this record. And by doing that um, risky move of moving into a house, um, it was it was kind of the only way that we could capture the storyteller energy, that real essence of what I do, in a really special um, and magnificent way.
0: Yes, and that is at the core of everything. It's a, that uh, the storytelling that you do so well.
1: Thank you. Storytelling is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> growing up, people used to just call it annoying. <laughs> Everything takes two hours <laughs> But now it's my livelihood Now yeah. it's my, you know, my life My reason for smiling and connecting
0: Now, you've got an album launch, Resurrection Coming up on the 3rd of April Mm-hmm
1: and Yeah, R- Risen from the Dead, three times <laughs> third,
0: third time lucky, as they say Yeah,
1: yeah. three a lucky number Yeah.
0: Now, where can listeners get a copy of your album?
1: Well, anywhere you get your music. Um, but I'll send it out to you on vinyl if that's your jam. <laughs> anywhere you want it, you can get it.
0: Excellent. Live's
1: the best, though. Trust me. On it that. is. It is. <laughs> it's such.
0: It is uh, such an experience to uh, see live a live performance, mm-hmm. and yours especially. You put so much emotion and passion into what you do and it comes across so well to the audience it's uh, something to behold
1: oh thank you i'm hugging myself right now with <laughs> immense joy any longer with you and i'll be jumping up and down in my magic room and having a little self-serving party
0: no well, i hadn't been to the port ferry folk festival before myself so it was uh you yeah, my first time and it was an amazing experience and uh yeah got to see some magnificent oh, artists cool and uh, yeah yours was something that yeah something special
1: oh thank you i'm so glad you enjoyed it you came to the monday morning show yeah
0: Uh, i was there on monday morning and i was there on the sunday afternoon as well
1: oh two shows thank (laughs) you that's right the church and the and the tent yes two favorite places to play
0: yes so and for any listeners that haven't had the opportunity to go to the port fairy folk festival i only encourage you to do so because it is such a magnificent event and the, the music there is amazing yeah
1: it's world
0: class it is absolutely Real. yeah well just on a on a side note you play a Maiden guitar on the album and i believe that was named you've named it after your sister is that right Uh,
1: there's two guitars my sister's the new one i i got a a, a gibson and that's i named that one after my beautiful and expensive um, <laughs> but my my mason guitar the uh, she's been with me now 12 years and yeah she's uh, she's retired now but um yeah she comes out for a song or two on stage i could i couldn't cut keep her in the case forever so after we did water she barely kept it together to record water <laughs> but i couldn't i couldn't give the task to any other guitar that Let's just say she's been absolutely thrashed. And yeah, I'm I'm looking at her right now, that's why I'm getting all messy eyed and <laughs> getting up yeah. the distance.
0: It's, she's it's a, a
1: real beauty. It's yeah, time for she's a she's a really good friend.
0: Time for her to retire.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean she's just covered in scars and bruises and I wanna play her forever. I wanna I wanna get her to Willie Nelson's, you know, hole in the front of the guitar. <laughs> she'll she'll stay with me that long, but I'm such a belter. Um I really needed like a tree. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get a new guitar. Uh,
0: um,
1: yeah, for so the maiden. Her name's Betty.
0: Well, thank you, Betty, for uh, being available for the album.
1: Yeah, she's a total babe. Total babe. She twangs and goes out of tune now, and just has cool personality and does what she wants, and I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, join us on Kakalaki tonight. All the best for the uh, resurrection and well done once again on the album.
1: Thank you so, so much. It's just such a great pleasure to chat with you and be on the show and to have connected at Port Ferry, all the wonderful things. Thanks for your support, Jason. It really means a
0: lot. Thank you. My pleasure.